Welcome to MAP Podcast. MAP or Ministerial Apprenticeship Program is the official training facility of Lighthouse for pastors and church leaders. This is Lecture 2 of Pastor Albert Clavo's Pastoral Theology and Practices class, recorded last May 30th. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I hope you had a great uh, past two weeks. Um, let's, get, let's get going. Uh, I gave an assignment uh, prior to today's session. Uh, hopefully, you were able to uh, work on this. Sa mga kapastoran natin, uh, Monday to Sunday, ano ba yung mga ginagawa mo, pastor? Related to ministry, yeah? Yung nailagay dyan yung naliligo, alam mo yun, nagtututbrush. <laughs> yung mga 10 pastoral activities that you do on any given week. And then try to identify what you believe to be the top three, the most crucial. Do sa mga hindi pastor, sa mga elders, uh, other ministry leaders, think of the top ten things naman that you see your pastors do in your observation. Ano ba ginagawa ni pastor during Sunday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday until Saturday? Uh, so any one of you that maybe are is ready with your own list. Just uh, unmute yourself and identify yourself and then just uh, just talk. <laughs> so, sige po, sino sa inyo ang gustong uh, mauna na mag-share? Uh, ano yung 10 pastoral activities and then ano yung sa tingin ninyong top 3 that are the most uh, crucial for you? Ako po, Pastor. So, unmute yourself. Yeah, sige, sige yan. Okay, identify please. Si Sam, Sam po, Sam. Sam ah, Sam, yes. go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, ah, sige, go ahead, Sam. Okay. Loading lang po yung <laughs> sa word ko. <laughs> Loading. Ito uh, uh, uh. ah, po. Sige, but, but go ahead and ano. Sige. Uh, for non-pastor po, list 10 things you think a pastor should do and choose the three mm -hmm. most important. For number one po, keeping your focus on Jesus. Not becoming so okay. focused on ministry that causes you to forget who all is about. Po. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, okay. loving the church. Number three, mm -hmm. shepherding. Four, willing to go anywhere God wants you to do in your journey in life. Five, okay. be sensitive to other people. Six, do not mm -hmm. stop learning. Seven, purity. Eight, regularly feed yourself with the word of God. Nine, willing to do what God wants you to do. And then, teaching your children about Jesus po. Uh, top three ko po oh, ay... Thank you. <laughs> Salamat po, Pastor. Go ahead, go ahead. Ang top three ko po ay... Keeping your focus on Jesus po. Not becoming so focused uh -huh. on ministry. That causes you to forget who is who all is about. And number two mm -hmm. po is willing to do what God wants you to do po. And last one po is loving the church po. Very good. That's a good, uh, good list. You know, to the pastors that are listening, this is a good exercise for you to try to do in your church. <laughs> Ask your members, what do you observe are the 10 things that, that I am uh, busy with on any given week? Sa inyong observation, mga miyembro, pag inoobserbahan niyo yung mga pastor, ano yung 10 things that you that you see them doing, etc. 
because it might be that their expectations of you is different. Huh? It is possible now your members expect something else from you, from the things that you normally are uh, engaged with. So anyone else, uh, unmute yourself, identify yourself, and then go ahead and share your 10 things. Angela Kalumay po, Pastor. Okay. Hey, sige po, si Angela. Yung, yung, go ahead po. Uh, for non-pastor, list the top 10 things you think a pastor should do. And choose the top three mm -hmm. most important. Number mm -hmm. one po is preaching. Conduct worship okay. service. Opo. Prepare weekly sermon. Mm -hmm. Pangalawa ko po is interpret biblical scripture for the congregation. Pangatlo, provide counseling for church member. Number four, discipleship training. Number five, be a role model. Be holy in lifestyle. Officiate wedding ceremony. Officiate baptism, baptismal. Eight, equip believers. Number nine, provide pastoral care. Extend help yung mga nag-assist po. Number ten, protect the plot. Yung top three ko po doon is yung preaching. Yung po siya po naghahanda ng uh, sermon niya linggo-linggo. Ang pangalawa ko po doon is yung discipleship which para po sa akin yung molding to be like Jesus. Tapos yung pangatlo ko po is yung shepherding, protect the flock. Yun po. Aha. Okay. Alright. Uh, any pastor na wants to share what your 10 things that you normally are busy with? And um, which of those top three? Sige po, meron ba dyang uh, isang pastor? Good morning, Pastor A. Ministry. Good morning, Pastor A. Kaway-kaway lang. Pastor AJ, Pastor. Pastor? Yep. Sino yan? Sino ka? Pastor AJ po of Dumaguete. Sige, Pastor AJ, go ahead. Uh, top three na lang po para makapagsalita din yung iba. Uh, una Sige. po, studying the Word of God. Yung okay. Yung daily, daily devotion. Of course, prayer. And yung isa po is yung sinabi kanina ni Sam, yung loving the church. So yun po yung top, top three ko. Thank you. Very good. Yep. If, uh, if we will ask different people, you know, all of our answers are correct. Wala hung wrong answer dyan. Dahil I'm sure no one will ever say to hurt another person or to abandon the church or, you know, wala naman sasagot na ganun. So, ibig sabihin, lahat ng sagot natin are correct. It's just a matter of figuring out priorities uh, on any given uh, time and day. Uh, so, tuloy natin, ano? Um, let's look at this... Uh, Photo here, yung the multitasking pastor. Lahat tayo, parang minsan ganyan. The energizer pastor, parang minsan mo iniisip, hindi ka na matutulog, hindi ka na napapagod, uh, medyo feeling superhero ka pa minsan, ganyan. Uh, meron ba kayong kilala mga pastor na ganyan? Feeling superhero na uh, kakayanin lahat, titirahin lahat, hindi humihindi. 
Lahat ng bagay oohohan, you know? Lahat ng bagay pupuntahan, lahat ng bagay sisingitan. Lahat ng controversy sasaluhan. <laughs> Makikipagdebate sa kung saan-saan, okay? So, I I know some people that are like that. Uh, so let's examine some of these um metaphors, you know, na uh, about what being a pastor is about. All of these are we will find from scripture. Um the first Biblical metaphor is the pastor as a shepherd. This is the most common. And some of you already actually mentioned this kanina. Uh, the pastor is the shepherd and the church is God's flock. And when we examine this in the Bible, the Hebrew word for shepherd is rohi. So minsan ginagamit yan of God, no? Jehovah rohi. The Lord is my shepherd. And yung, uh, the sheep is the tone. Tone. Parang chong, ano? Chong. Chong. <laughs> uh, in the Greek, it's poimen. Poimen. Mababasa niyo yan in Ephesians when the Apostle Paul says that uh, God has called some in the church to be uh, prophets, evangelists, apostles, pastors. So poimen. And the sheep are the probaton. Parang uh, baterya ng kotse yan. Ah. Parang motolite na. Ano, eh. Probaton. That's the sheep. Um, so a shepherd of his people, uh, the pastor is the one that cares, protects, corrects. So pag nakita natin yan, no, we have the example of course is God himself. He is the ultimate uh, shepherd. You will find in scripture, uh, we are his sheep. God is our shepherd. We are his flock, the flock under his care. Uh, and then in the New Testament, Jesus is our good shepherd. Uh, the chief shepherd, he talks about, no? the Apostle Peter talks about Jesus as a chief shepherd. Uh, and the great shepherd, sabi ng writer to the Hebrews. Now, what kind of shepherd is God, and, and that's in the Psalms, or Jesus in the New Testament? When we examine these two passages in Psalm 23 and John chapter 10, those are very familiar to us, and you can look at it on your own. You will find that in Psalm 23, the shepherd feeds the flock, takes care of the flock, protects the flock, you know, brings the flock to good pasture. So a good shepherd will not bring his flock to an empty pasture. So kung itutulad natin yan sa ating sarili as a shepherd of the sheep, the church, no? that we will not bring our sheep to danger, we will not bring our sheep to... Uh, an empty field. We will not bring our sheep to places that will harm them. So, ganun yung Psalm 23. In the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. Sabi niya, I lay down my life for the sheep. Sabi niya, I know my sheep by name. Okay, so that's one of uh, good characteristics of a shepherd. Kilala mo yung sheep mo. And uh, you know you know, a good shepherd in the real sense, no, not in a spiritual sense, in a real sense, yung, yung nagsya-shepherd ng totoong sheep. Sa isang tingin pa lang nila, alam na agad nila kung yung sheep may sakit, kung yung sheep ay uh, nangihina, kung y- you know. So, there are signs that a sheep will display that a good shepherd can spot. So, kung iahalin tulad natin yung sa atin as a pastor, a good pastor, a good shepherd, can detect if something is not right in a person. 
Even though when you ask them, how are you doing? Sabi nila, I'm okay, Pastor. Pero somehow, some way, their face, the tone of their voice, their eyes, it will reveal something is not right. So, ganun ang mga good shepherd or a good pastor. Uh, in the Bible, God is the one that appoints the shepherd. So, here is another way na uh, pareho yung biblical metaphor na shepherding to the pastor. Because we talked about this the last session, di ba? Pastoral ministry is ultimately an appointment from God. It is God who called you. The church did not call you. The past, uh, your pastor did not call you. Your wife did not call you. Uh, other people did not call you. God is the one that appointed you to be the shepherd of his people. So that's very clear from these different scriptures, no? even in the New Testament. Um, and then you get to the New Testament again. So Christ is the one who makes us a pastor. And he's the one who commands us to feed the sheep. Uh, so just as God and the sh uh, our shepherd knows the sheep, tayo din ganon. I, I love this verse. I was not familiar with this verse until I attended a conference uh, where the speaker used this verse. And na-convict talaga ako dito. Sabi nung verse, Be sure you know the condition of your flock. Give careful attention to your herd. So mga pastor, dapat daw alam natin ang totoong kalagayan ng ating flock. Okay? So don't ever assume that just because the whole family attends church, don't ever assume na okay silang mag-asawa. Because you never know. Just because uh, the, the kids and the teenagers attend church, it does not mean they're okay. Uh, sometimes they're good at hiding the real condition of their soul. Nag-aaway na pala sa pamilya, nagkakagulo na pala, uh, nagbibigay pa rin ng offering si tatay, pero yung pala, nawala na na siya ng trabaho. So yung mga ganun, be, be, give careful attention to the real condition uh, of your flock. And just as God, our shepherd, takes care of us, uh, so we also must care for the sheep, sabi ni Apostle Peter. So First Peter uh, chapter five. So I won't read any more these verses anyway. Nandiyaman yung reference. You can do that on your own. Um, since they are God's sheep, God will hold us accountable. Eto mga kapatid ang mabigat. Uh, they are uh, uh, in the ultimate sense. They are not your sheep. They are God's sheep. You are the under shepherd. You are the shepherd of God's flock, but they are not your flock. Okay? Mag-ingat po tayo sa ganong pananalita. Minsan, and ako rin, nakakamali doon minsan, sasabihin ko, oh, my people, my people, teka lang, hindi ko yun your, those people are not mine. Okay? They are God's people. They may be attending our church, they may be workers and volunteers in our church, but they don't, uh, I don't own any of God's people. Uh, God owns them, not me. They are God's sheep. Uh, and then, if the shepherds fail, ito mabigat, may accountability. Kaya nga kapatid, last week we talked, uh, last time we talked about yung mga challenges of being a pastor, di ba? Na uh, after reading all of those challenges, gusto nyo pa ba maging pastor? Parang bigat, ano? Kasi God will hold us accountable. If you're familiar with this passage also in James chapter 1, he says that, do not aspire to be a teacher because those who teach God's word will be judged more severely. 
Ah, bakit? Kasi sabi ni Jesus ganito, kapag daw yung leader ay nagkamali ng landas, yung sumusunod sa kanya, maliligaw din. It is like the blind leading the blind. So therefore, as shepherds, God will hold us accountable. Ito po ang kaibahan ng leaders uh, of the church and leaders uh, outside. No? Na ang ultimate accountability natin is not to the stockholders, your CEO, it's not to your board, your ultimate accountability is to God. So, mabigat na responsibility ito. Pero kung tinawag ka ni Lord, di mo naman pwedeng takbuhan. So, you just have to uh, follow and obey. Um, sa Ezekiel, you can read this on your own. This passages in Ezekiel chapter 36. Sabi ng Diyos, I appointed you as shepherds. Anong ginawa ninyo? Instead of feeding the flock, you took the food of the sheep and you ate it yourself. Okay? Instead of taking care of the flock, you abused them. Instead of protecting the flock, nung dumating yung wolf, ipinain mo yung sheep. So, God says, I am going to judge the shepherds of Israel. And ganun din sa church. God will judge uh, the shepherds of the church. So, tuloy lang natin. So, the sovereign Lord says, I am against the shepherds of Israel. I will hold them accountable and I will remove them. Tapos sabi ni Lord siya na mismo magsha-shepherd. The second metaphor is called the medical metaphor. The pastor as a spiritual physician. Diba naging discussion ngayon to in the US uh, and may konting discussion dito pero mas malaki yung nasa US. Sabi nga nun, isn't the church also an essential service? Just as doctors and nurses are essential to our physical health, Sabing ganon, isn't the church also essential only this time to the spiritual health? So, the pastor is the healer. The church is a spiritual hospital. So, katulad ng kapag may sakit ka, pupunta ka sa uh, doktor, sa hospital, kapag ang sakit mo ay hindi physical, kundi spiritual, emotional, you will go to your uh, pastor. So, This is a this is an old metaphor as early as the third century, fourth century. Gregory of Nazianzus called pastors as the physician of soul. Wow, ang sarap. Tayo daw ay mga doktor ng kaluluwa ng tao. Okay, napakagandang metaphor for us. As the doctor is for the body, so the pastor is uh, for the soul. Uh, how how do we know this from the Bible? Cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Jesus said, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. So, hindi uh, po ba mga pastor, mga kapwa ko pastor, kapag may lumapit sa inyo ng kabigatan, after na ninyo sila makausap, sila magaang na ang pakiramdam. Tama? Ikaw, ano nangyari sa'yo? Ikaw yung bumigat. <laughs> Kasi ipinasa niya sa'yo. Eh. Okay? Yung burden niya, binigyan niya sa'yo. So siya, masaya na siya. Thank you, Pastor, for spending some time. Uh, magaang na po ang pakiramdam ko. Pero si Pastor, ano nangyari? Siya na ngayon yung may burden. Uh, that's why I do not, uh, I do not, uh, what do you call this? Do not have three or four counselings in one day. Okay? Mga Pastor, huwag kayong kakausap ng tatlo-apat na tao 
ng counseling in one day uh, hindi kaya ni talaga kasi alam niyo kung bakit how many of you have ever been to a doctor yung pagpakonsulta what's the average length na nakaupo ka sa harap ng doktor nung tinatanong ka niya o anong nararamdaman mo, anong sakit, ganyan, and then resitaan ka, and then umalis ka na. What is the average time that you're actually sitting in front of a doktor? Anyone wants to propose an answer? Ano sa tingin niyo? Average time, from the time umupo ka sa opisina ni Doc hanggang ikaw ay bigyan ng reseta. Mga two minutes po, Pastor. Two, two minutes? Grabe naman, baka kaupo nyo pa lang. Ten minutes. <laughs> kaupo pa lang. <laughs> uh, siguro mga ten, yun, tama si Pastor Ivan. Maybe ten minutes, kasi tatanungin ka pa niyan eh. Oh, how old are you? Kasi kukuna ka pa ng mga vitals mo, di ba? But, honestly, ten minutes siguro, mahaba na yun, sa totoo lang. Kasi ang pila doon sa labas, di ba? May mga twenty patients, no? So, ten minutes, pag-upo, tanong-tanong, ganyan-ganyan, okay, ganito, sulat, bigay, ales. Okay? Uh, in the past year, ako po yung nagkaroon ng uh, skin allergies. So, twice a month, I would see my dermatologist. Titingnan, resetahan, ganyan. Uh, hindi ako maabot na 10 minutes. Siguro, 7 minutes at the most. Okay? Now, Pastor, itry mo nga yan na may pumunta sa'yo at may nagtanong sa'yo, Pastor, kasi ganito, ganyan. Tapos, bilangan mo ng 10 minutes. Tapos pagdating ng 10 minutes, may alarm ka. Sorry. Time's up. Okay? Kapatid, uh, umuwi ka na. Tapos na yung 10 minutes ko. <laughs> In fact, uh, this, is, this is the real thing. Okay? On average, on average, and most of the pastors here would probably agree, baka makaisang oras ka sa isang tao. Anyone here would agree? Tumaas ng kamay, mga pastor, uh, yung lalapit sa'yo. Mga isang oras siguro. Okay? Uh, one hour. Baka nga. Longer pa minsan. <laughs> Alam niyo kung bakit? Kasi hinuhukay mo yung ano eh. ba? Hindi naman yun yung unang sentence yun na agad. Symptoms pa lang yun. Pastor, nag-aaway kaming mag-asawa. Symptoms yun. Hindi yun ang disease. Symptoms yun. So you have to keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. Until you try to get to the bottom of it, nakaisang oras ka na. Hindi pa rin sapat. So, uh, uh, mga pastor, yan. Ikaw na yung mabibigatan. Sila yung gagaang, ikaw yung uh, mabibigatan. Ibang-iba uh, po yan sa physical doctor. Why? Hindi naman nahahawa yung doktor mo sa dinala mo sa kanya. Okay? Unless yung COVID. Yung COVID, kita mo yung mga doktor, di ba? Yung PPE nila, no? Pero on a normal basis, yung nagpapatingin ka dahil masakit yung likod, masakit yung tiyan, masakit yung ano. By the time you leave, yung doktor, hindi naman all of a sudden, ay, ang sakit ng ulo ko. Ang sakit ng tiyan ko. Ang sakit ng likod ko kasi yung kinausap ko. Yun ang sakit. Walang ganun. But, pastors, almost always, pag alis nung kausap mo, naiwan sa'yo yung dilala nilang problema. At ikaw na ngayon yung bagkadala niya. So, uh, we will talk more about how you can avoid burnout from that. Ano? Pero uh, for now, just to let you know na totoo po yun na ganun. Uh, we are called to care for uh, people. And so kasama po dyan yung inner healing. And 
some of you, Sister Blenda Rosakay is in the house. So welcome po, Sister Blenda, our family builders. Very important ministry. Why? Again, because the people's problems are not only recent. Marami sa mga karga ng tao are a result of a lifetime. Okay? So, kung mangkausap ka ng 40 years old na tao, 40 years old na lifetime niya yung dala niya at ang binibigay lang niya sa yung problema ngayon is yung most recent. Kaya kailangan mong hukayin because marami sa mga ganyan ay patterns of behavior, patterns of mindset, etc. So, kailangan yung inner healing. So, the third metaphor is the family. The pastor is the father or the mother in the case of female pastor. Ikaw yung ama ng tahanan. And the church is God's house. So, sabi rito ni Apostle Paul, I'm like your father. You may have many teachers, but in Christ, I am your spiritual father. And uh, we treat you as a father treats his children. So, totoong-totoo ito. And, um, uh, I, I will have to reference si Pastor Sanyel Pura. One time we were having that discussion and he was saying na pastors should look at their church like a father looks at his family. Ibig sabihin, mangyari ang lahat, I will protect, I will care for, I will provide. You know, ganun ang tatay eh. Diba? Gagawin ang lahat. Kung kinakailangan, dalawang trabaho, tatlong trabaho para mapakain yung mga anak. Okay na kailangan mag-overtime para kumita ng extra, para ganyan, etc. So, as a pastor, ganun din tayo. Hindi tayo yung at the first sign of trouble, eh, takbo. No. Uh, in fact, di ba, pag yung kasabay mo yung anak mo, may dumarating na sasakyan at mukhang masasagasaan kayo, siguro, itutulak mo pa yung anak mo to the safety zone. Di ba, ng ikaw yung uh, masagasaan. So, that's a good parent, no? In the same way, ganon ang mga pastor dapat. Hindi palagi, pero dapat. Okay? The church is referred to as the household of God and the believers are called children of God. So, tayo po ay parang ama. The fourth metaphor, very common in the Old Testament, the pastor is a priest. The idea is that you preside over the worship of God uh, and you lead the people of God in worship. So, totoo po ito. Uh, mga pastor, bagaman meron tayong worship team, worship leader, Levites, etc. The ultimate authority on what should happen in a worship service is on the pastor. Okay? Kaya pastor, dapat alam mong everything that will happen in your service. Okay? Huwag ka lang mag-show up doon to preach. Dapat alam mo yung beginning to the end. Dapat you huddle with your team. Dapat you go through the sequence of uh, the program, etc., etc. Alright? So, <clears throat> the Old Testament and the New Testament difference, of course, is that uh, sa Old Testament, very structured. May nakabihis pa sila. So, hindi naman natin yung ginagawa. Uh, Roman Catholic, Orthodox, and certain mainline churches nakarobe, di ba? Pero tayo naman po sa lighthouse, wala naman tayong uh, dress code. Uh, but let me give you Pastor Chuck's, Pastor Chuck Winley is our founding pastor. 
He has a rule of thumb. Paano daw dapat magbihis ang pastor on a Sunday? Okay? Paano daw dapat magbihis ang pastor on a Sunday? Ito po yung rule of thumb ng ating founding pastor at which I think is a very good rule of thumb. Sabi niya, dress 10% better than the average congregant. Okay. 10% better than the average congregant. Ibig sabihin, if your congregation are uh, mostly from the uh, poor sector at dumadating, nakachinelas, nakamaong, or nakasando lang, etc. Huwag ka namang nakakurbata. Grabe ka naman. Okay? Lahat ng membro mo naka-t-shirt at naka-short uh, naka pa, ikaw kung todong may suit ka, nakakurbata ka ganyan, parang ang weird ng dating. On the other hand, if your church is made up of business people, for example, or you are invited to speak in a marketplace, kapatid, magbihis ka naman. Okay? Pupuntahan mo, meron doon mga manager, CEO, etc. Tapos darating ka rin nakamaong at naka-t-shirt. Diba? So the idea is that you dress about 10% better than the average congregant. So since most of lighthouse churches are mostly middle, a little bit upper, a little bit lower, pero karamihan middle, so I think how we dress up, which is um, maybe slacks or uh, parang smart casual kind of nadating, kung minsan gusto nyong, uh, kung naka-shirt ka lang inside pero may konti kang jacket yan para hindi naman yung t-shirt lang, I think those are appropriate ways. No? Kasi you don't want it to be a distraction naman uh, on, on the congregation. Okay? So, sa Old Testament, yung temple was the venue. But of course now, in the New Testament, uh, we can gather in homes like in this pandemic nasa mga bahay lang tayo uh, and then in the old testament new testament no place of worship si Aquila and Priscilla house church and then of course as a marketplace ministry pwede ring mangyari um, in the future you know darating dulit yung the temple will be returned pero yung mga cathedral actually sa 4th century na yan nagsimula so yung mga cathedral tapos yung mga bihis Hindi na ho, uh, since hindi naman tayo Roman Catholic, uh, hindi na natin gawin yan. There are some churches that I know na nakakolar yung may white square dito. Uh, I have a good friend na Methodist, ganun yung attire nila. Uh, and then, the pastor as a teacher, the academic metaphor. Okay. So, so far we've looked at the shepherd, the pastor as a shepherd, the pastor... Um, as the father of the house, the pastor as a priest, and the father, uh, the pastor as a, uh, and now as a teacher, the pastor as a spiritual doctor also. So as a teacher, uh, the teaching ministry of the church is very important. Sino ba ang unang dapat nakakaalam ng salita ng Diyos, mga kapatid? Sa, sa tingin ninyo, who should know the word of God more? The member or the pastor? Sa tingin niyo <laughs> Mga pastor, kapag po yung miyembro natin mas marami nang alam sa Bible kaysa sa atin, mag-ingat-ingat po tayo. Ibig lang sabihin yan, di tayo nagbabasa, di tayo nag-aaral. Samantalang yung member, sige-sige aral, sige-sige panood ng YouTube. Okay? 
So, pag tinanong nila yung pastor, walang pastor, walang maisagot. Okay? Now, I am not proposing to you na you should know all the answers, but you should constantly be improving your grasp of uh, the scriptures. Because, sino ba ang pagtatanungan nila, kundi ikaw? Pastor, may narinig akong ganito, may nabasa akong ganun, may napanood akong video, ganyan. Ano po ba ang paniniwala natin tungkol sa... Sino tatanungin nila? Ikaw. Pastor, ikaw yun. So, pag ang sagot mo, ay hindi importante yan, just believe in Jesus. Problema yung kapatid dahil paano kung maling Jesus pala yung binipreach na narinig niya sa YouTube? Kung ano-ano. For example, alam ba ninyo na sa Mormon, si Jesus ay kapatid ni Lucifer? Okay. Uh, sa Iglesia ni Cristo, alam ba ninyo si Jesus is not God in the flesh but only a, a man? So, hindi pwede yung just believe in Jesus, baka maling Jesus yun. So, Jesus was a teacher. He was a rabbi. And so, the Apostle Paul tells the pastors in 2 Timothy, no, the things you heard from me, entrust to reliable men who will be qualified to teach others. Command and teach these things. Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to teaching, to preaching, and to teaching. So, mga pastor, yan. Diyan yung makikita yung priorities ni Apostle Paul. Uh, kung pag tinanong nyo si Paul, what's your priority as a pastor? Ito. Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. Scripture talaga is number one for Paul. Uh, the ministry of the Word. And then the next metaphor, this is recent. Until maybe the 1970s, wala pa ito. Pero now more and more, the pastor as a CEO, the business metaphor. And parami ng parami ito because we are learning a lot also from the corporate world, some practices about how you can be a more effective leader, visionary, etc., etc. So it takes from the field of management and leadership. Kaya naging sikat na sikat sila John Maxwell, okay, sila Stephen Covey. So, uh, all of these different leaders, uh, their, their teachings are being applied uh, in the church. At grabbing burden ito, mga kapatid, sa totoo lang. Grabbing pressure ito. Can you imagine, pastor, no? Wala ka namang background. For example, kung wala kang background in the corporate setting, uh, sana may konti para at least you're aware of the environment. Pero halimbawa, kung wala, you came directly from being a youth leader and then uh, nag-aral ka in college, whether it's a Bible school or a secular school. Pero let's say, nag-work ka maybe six months or one year maybe in a secular field. Then nag-pastor ka na. You really have no awareness of all of these things. So dapat i-upgrade mo ang sarili mo in this area. Uh, so there's a growing interest on the pastor-leader model because uh, church growth analysts have said that Churches that grow are those where the pastor exercises effective leadership. Pag-uusapan niya ni Pastor Jojo more when he talks about spiritual leadership. So the pastor as CEO, may dalawang model. Yung isa, yung pastor ay nasa ilalim at dinadala niya yung buong church at para siyang hired employee. So, ang naguuto sa kanya yung board. Pastor, dapat ganito gawin mo, dapat ganyan na gawin mo. So, it's a valid model but it is not as effective. Okay? 
the, uh, ito namang model na to is the opposite extreme. Si pastor ang bossing and he determines the agenda and everything else uh, in the church. So ito yung nagiging uso ngayon. Ang danger naman ito, baka maging dictator si pastor. Wala nang pwedeng magtanong, wala nang pwedeng mag-raise uh, ng objection. So kailangan balance, i-balance natin. So kailangan pa rin ng elders, other leaders to provide some uh, balance to the pastor. In Lighthouse, we call, we call it this way, pastor-led, elder-protected. Ibig sabihin, mga pastor ang nangunguna, pero the elders are there to provide the kind of support and accountability structure para nang sa ganun si pastor ay hindi yung kung ano-ano naiisip. Imagine mo, nalipasan lang ng gutom si pastor eh. Nag-announce na lang kung ano-ano. Okay. Uh, without first running it through his leadership. So, kailangan uh, putting balance, mga kapatid. Alright. So, hindi ko na ito i-deal kasi nasa, I think, sa handout ninyo, meron naman yan. Yung difference no, of church. The, the basic idea is the church should be a community. It's not a business. Okay. Uh, the church is not about money. It is about souls. Okay. So, mag-iingat po tayo mga pastor na sipin natin eh, it's always about the money. Okay, so ministry po tayo, tao, uh, ang ating iniisip. And uh, the Lord is gracious to provide all of the different uh, needs of the church. So, sinalang natin a quick review. No? Here are the different metaphors that you will find. The biblical model, the pastor is the shepherd. The church is the sheep. The medical model, the pastor is the spiritual physician. And the church is the hospital. The family model, the pastor is like father or mother, if it's a female pastor. And the church is God's. The religious more, the pastor is the priest, and the church is the The academic metaphor, the pastor is the professor or teacher, and uh, it's a school, so, <clears throat> and then CEO. So we're trying to find a, another metaphor that uh, is more uh, holistic, it is Bible-based, Christ-centered, and spirit-filled. So the idea is, we will return to Christology. Christ is going to be our model. He will be the central focus of our ministry. So I'll just skip through these quotations. Kasi tinuturo ko to over 16 weeks, kaya mas pahaba ang oras ko. Pero in this context, mas maikli lang. John Stott talks about na uh, Christ should be the uh, the center point of our ministry and that our ministry flows uh, from the ministry of Jesus. Hinahanap ko lang yung slide. Uh, ah, this one. Okay. Yan sa inyong handout. Our ministry is a continuation of His ministry. Okay. It is still Jesus preaching. Ikaw lang yung mouthpiece. It is still Jesus that heals. Pastor, hindi ikaw yung healer. Si Jesus ang healer. It's just your hands. Uh, it is still Jesus that changes lives. It is not you. But your ministry is the instrument. One of my favorite verses is uh, Paul's letter to Timothy. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
where he talks about uh, that we should cleanse ourselves from things that defile us so that we can be instruments fit for the master's use. Yung kagamit-gamit tayo sa Panginoon. So siya yung gumagamit sa atin, pero siya yung gumagawa ng ministry. So it's not about us, it's all about Him. It is His agenda. So pastor, kapag nagpe-pray ka, Lord, what is your vision for Lighthouse Calamba, Lighthouse Urdaneta, Lighthouse uh, in Mindoro, etc., etc. Ang tanungin mo si Lord, hindi ikaw. Okay? Huwag lang mag-isip ng, ay, victory, magawa nga. Ginagawa ito ng CCF, makopya nga. Ah, kapatid, huwag kang mangungopya. Si Lord, ang tanungin mo, Lord, anong gusto mong gawin sa aming church for this year, for next year, etc. It is His power. Don't rely on your own strength, but on the power of God. And it is for His glory. Hindi ikaw ang dapat na tumatanggap ng mga kapurihan. Amen. So as we look for a guiding metaphor, uh, and as I studied this, uh, I came upon this uh, threefold ministry ni Jesus of pastor, priest, uh, and king. So, uh, what are the implications of the controlling uh, central uh, ministry? First, it changes the way we pray. Dati kasi mga kapatid, sa totoo lang, itong plano ko, can you just plan? Okay? Ngayon, ang prayer ko, Lord, just there's more of you and less of me. Uh, baguhin mo ako, Lord. Ako ang una mong baguhin bago ko baguhin ang church. Uh, second, it increases my power um, and the resources in ministering to people. Bakit? Kasi kung sa ating sarili, we will run out of energy, we will run out of patience. Uh, sa inyo po mga pastor, nangyari na po ba sa inyo yung naubusan kayo ng pasensya sa mga tao sa church? Nangyari na ba sa inyo? Taas nga ng kamay. <laughs> yung minsan parang, ah, ano ba kayo? Parang si Jesus sabi niya sa 12 disciples, how long should I put up with you? Ganong katagal ko ba kayong pagtsatsagaan? Sabi ni Jesus. <laughs> um, so minsan, as a pastor, nakaprustrate, di ba? Tinuturoan mo ng tinuturoan, hindi pa rin nilang magets kino-correct mo ng kino-correct, inuulit-ulit yung mali, you know. Kung sa iyo lang, pastor, mauubusan ka ng patience, ng energy, ng love. Pero because it is Jesus doing it through you, magugulat ka, kapatid. Hindi ka mauubusan dahil si Lord never ending yung resource niya. Uh, next it relieves you of the burden of the ministry. Why? Because it is his ministry. And ito malaking uh, learning for me. Uh, nung umpisa kasi para bang feeling ko ako yung nagtutulak nung sasakyan, parang uh, naubusan na ng baterya, naubusan na ng gas, so tinutulak ko, parang hirap-hirap. Uh, burden na burden talaga ako nung umpisa. Sabi ko, Lord, parang hirap naman itong tinawag mo akong gawin. Ayoko na yata. <laughs> And then that was when the Lord basically told me, because you're doing it uh, on your own. That, this is not your church. This is my church, sabi ng Lord sa akin. These are not your people. They are my people. So, let me do it through you. So, wag mong ipilit. One of my favorite verses, pero in the message translation, hanapin nyo kapatid. 
Matthew 11:28 to 30, yung come unto me all of you that are burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Pero in the message translation ang sabi niya ron, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Matutunan niyo yung hindi pilit yung parabang it flows naturally. When ministry flows naturally, ang sarap kapatid. Pero wag, pare, pag yung pinipilit mo, ang hirap. And by the way, I've done that also. So, I know the the difficulty. <laughs> I know the burden. Okay? Uh, maybe at this point, I will pause and allow you to uh, Maybe if any one of you would like to ask anything so far from what we have talked about, uh, of those different metaphors maybe, is there any one of those that uh, you feel like yun yung iyong default uh, programming mo? Whether it's a shepherd, a physician, uh, a father, a priest, uh, ano pa yung isa? Yung huling-huling CEO, a teacher. Alin doon, Pastor, ang default mechanism mo uh, in terms of how you conduct ministry? So, kung gusto sumagot, kumaway lang, unmute, identify yourself, and, and uh, share your thoughts. Anyone? Alin doon sa anim? Remember yung six pinag-usapan natin so far, shepherd, um, ako shepherd, po, physician, sige, sinian, paki-identify. Amante Elmer po. Ah, sige. Apo, uh, para sa akin po yung... Sige, go ahead. Apo, para sa akin po yung shepherding. Kasi po, shepherding ang yung... Uh, 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 Okay. Bakit 'yon, Pastor? Bakit 'yon ang parang default ano ba? Kasi po uh, bakit 'yon ang katulad, uh, ano? katulad nga po na sinabi niyo, uh, as a uh, as a uh, pastor, tayo po yung kailangan mag-shepherd sa mga ipinakatiwala sa atin ng Panginoon. And para po sa akin, uh, Pastor, yung pastoral, yung pagiging pastor po, naglilid sa akin na maging humble pa lalo. Kasi po, yeah. masasunod po yung kagustuhan ni Lord, hindi po yung kagustuhan ko. Meron po akong yeah. mga plano, meron po akong mga kagustuhan sa paglilid or pag-shepherd, pero hindi, yeah. po yung, yung, hindi po yun yung masasunod. Kumbaga, kailangan kong mag-consult, katulad po na sinabi niyo, uh, our ministry is merely a continuation of this ministry. Hindi po yes, oo. Alright. So thank you Pastor. Actually, yun ang of all the different ones I shared, yun ang actually pinaka-common. Uh, primarily because that is the mo- the the metaphor that the Apostle Paul loves to use when thinking about uh, uh, what pastoral ministry is all about. He uses in fact that word in Greek, yung poimen, yung shepherd, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament word for shepherd. So tama yun. Anyone else na uh, parang yun ang inyong default uh, mechanism as a pastor? Is it as a shepherd, as a, as a father of the house, as a spiritual doctor, teacher, priest, uh, etc.? Anyone else? Just raise your hand and uh, unmute and identify yourself. 
Go ahead. Sino pong gustong mag-share dyan? Mawake. Ano? Tahimik nyo. Hello <laughs> po. Sige po. Sino yan? Sino yan? Um, Raf ng Batangas po. Titles yes, Batangas. Yes, go ahead. Um, go ahead, sabi share. po, I think very important okay, is yung spiritual father. Kasi napansin ko po sa ministry. Spiritual father? Uh-huh. Yes po. Sa ministry, napansin ko dito sa Pilipinas. Um, every time I talk to people, makikita mo po yung background nila is laging missing yung father figure. That's why when we talk about... Ah, okay. Uh, with, when we talk about God being our Father, ang bilis po nilang mag-react in a way na naglulong talaga sila ng love. So, um, napansin ko po yun, especially I handle young people. Maraming young people po, they don't have really that, yung feeling na na-experience sila yung Father, talagang Father. Mm-hmm. So, as a pastor, it's very important na we can make them feel na even though their biological father is may mga lacking, um, doon na sa church nila mapifeel na God can really um, yung sustain and provide yung, yung love as a father. Kasi basically naman po talaga yung ano ng Lord eh, To love as a father talaga. Thank you. Thank you. Maganda yun. Maganda yun. Uh, and maganda na ni-reference mo yung in Filipino culture which is true. And I've read um, different sociological studies. In fact um it is very true in our political system. Okay? Yung president or governor or mayor, siya yung either tatay, kung babae, nanay ng, you know? So, kung president, siya ang tatay ng buong bansa. Kaya nga si Tatay Digong, di ba? Kung governor or mayor, ikaw yung tatay ng city or nanay ng city. And the number one factor of why people vote for a particular candidate uh, ginawa na to ng mga sociological studies in the Philippines. Uh, even like si Randy David, ang ganda ng mga analysis niya dyan eh, in our political system. Uh, ang palaging uh, bagsak ng, ng uh, yung bagay, yung Filipino in terms of sino yung iboboto nila, in, not necessarily yung pinakamagaling. Okay? That's not the first thing, that's not the top reason. Kasi kung pinakamagaling, baka may mas magaling pa. Okay? kundi yung tao that they feel connected emotionally na para bang aalagaan niya ako. Okay, parang ganon. And that kind of concept is a relational uh, concept. Okay? Uh, ibang-iba in the US. In the US, uh, Western mindset is not aalagaan niya ako. Ang Western mindset is kaya ba niyang gawin yung trabahong yun? Okay? Competence. Okay? Yun ang kanila. So, kung titingnan mo yun, that's why the business model of pastoral ministry, pastoral CEO, sa US nang galing yun. Okay? The, the mega churches, uh, the pastor began to conceive of their church almost like a company. And the first question they ask is, how can I grow my company? So as a pastor, how can I grow my church? How can I have more people inside the church? Ganon-ganon ang mindset. American model yun, mga kapatid. Kasi CEO, okay? Yun ang expectation nila of their president na dapat you can manage this entire country 
and make it the most prosperous country in the world. Ganon. In the Philippines, that's not how we vote. Okay? I'm talking of majority, okay? Uh, so, ang tingin natin sa mayor, sa governor, and sa president, tatay or nanay. And tama ka kapatid, when you transfer it to the church, ganun din ang mindset natin. Is that relational? Kaya hindi uubra sa Pilipinas yung pastor na hindi kumakamay ng kamay. <laughs> you know, yung mga pastor na papasok, magpipreach, eh exit, di mo na nakita, di mo na naman lang nahawakan. Okay? Uh, sabi ko, we visited a church in the US one time. Uh, the pastor entered from the back door to the stage. Hindi siya pumasok from the front of the church. May back door that goes directly to the office. Okay? Doon siya pumasok, yung first song, doon siya pumasok. Tapos nakaupo siya sa stage. Tapos nung nag-preach siya, nag-benediction siya, doon din siya umexit sa backstage. Okay? Ibig sabihin, never siyang bumaba from the stage to the people. So, tapos nag-uwi, ano mga tao? Eh, since I'm a visitor, sabi nung friend kong pastor, associate pastor siya dun eh, come on, I'll bring you up to my pastor's office so you can greet him, introduce yourself that you're a pastor from the Philippines, sige, sige, ganyan. Alam mo, naghintay pa ako ng five minutes sa office ng pastor para pumayag siya na makapasok ako and magpa-photo op lang <laughs> para lang masabi kong I was able to visit this mega church of, I don't know, 5,000 people and na-meet ko yung pastor. So, sabi ko, uh, hindi obra sa Pilipinas yan. Ang pastor na hindi mo man lang mahahawakan at uh, hindi mo man lang makakamayan. Kaya, uh, of course, right now in the COVID, uh, ganun muna tayo, di ba? Peace bump or <laughs> elbow pag nagkita-kita tayo. Pero the point is, tama, uh, maganda yung sharing ng ating kapatid ng Batangas na uh, relational. The, the pastor as the father of the church. Parang ganun. You are the father of the house. At itong mga ito, ituring mong parang sarili mong anak. And kung ikaw ang tatay, how would you take care of your own children? Ganun din yung uh, pananonin. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, kapatid. Uh, maybe one more sharing. Which of those six different metaphors parang mas malapit sa puso mo, kapatid, na parang yun ang iyong default mechanism? You're either a shepherd, a father, a spiritual doctor, a teacher, a priest, or a CEO. Anyone? Pastor? Sige, go ahead po. Ano po yan? Sister Edith po. Paki-introduce nyo na. Sister Edith, go ahead. Yes. Uh, ang malapit sa puso ko, <laughs> yung um, metaphor number two ko, um, uh, spiritual physician or healer. Spiritual physician. I notice, yes. Uh, hindi po ako pastor pero I always find myself yung nasa, uh, nasa ganitong situation, yung people would come to me yes. and ask for prayers. Yep. And, and I really don't mind kung kahit na anong oras pa. <laughs> Parang ganun. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would come to me, like last night po, merong tumawag ng 3 o'clock in the morning. No, not tumawag, wow. nag-text siya sa akin. She, she was very sick, physically, at saka ano rin po, emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Ano yeah. she, would, she would call, pero um, madedetermine mo na, is that the gifting, Pastor? Kasi you really mm. don't mind. I, I was the one who called her. 
And I, yeah, I really yeah. didn't mind kung ano. Pero pastor, may, may nabasa ako na kung ang counseling, gift ang counseling, right, pastor? Um, and is it true that you will not be exhausted kung talagang yun ang gifting mo? Good question. Um, uh, mas mas ididil yan siguro during the class of counseling with Pastor Saniel. But okay. let me just say something, you know, na when you operate within your spiritual gift, uh, mas less ang possibility of you losing energy. Gets nyo? Kumaga, kung, if you're operating within that particular gift, para bang hindi ka nauubusan, parang ganun. For me, for example, teaching is that is that way for me. Um, I, I could teach every day, parang ganun. Uh, and hindi ako mauubusan. Counseling, however, will drain me. <laughs> um, sabi ko nga sa inyo, wag, wag kayong magka-counseling na tatlo, apat na tao sa isang araw. Baka pagdating ng gabi, <laughs> wala na. So, uh, however, if that is a particular spiritual gift that God has given you, Sister Eddie, and totoo ka, you will notice na parang hindi ka nauubusan, parang ganun. Yes. It flows uh, naturally. So, and being a, not only a pastor, but all the leaders in the church, and that's why, pero it's really on the pastor to help everyone else figure out what your gifts are, ano? Kasi malaking tulong yun to the pastor if there are people in the church that have different gifts at doon sila nag-ooperate sa gift na yun. Malaking tulong yun to the pastor. So, bagaman, Sister Eddie, if you don't see yourself maybe as a pastor, but your ministry is a big help to your pastor. Because what it means is, he now has to devote less time to that part of the ministry na baka hindi siya masyadong gifted at mauubusan siya dahil may ibang gumagawa noon. Okay? So, and that's why one of the most important things for the pastor to do is equipping. Meaning, to equip the others to do the works of the ministry para si pastor hindi uh, one-man band. Okay? Pastor, hindi ikaw si, ano ha, hindi ka octopus na walo ang kamay mo at uh, lahat na lang eh, hawak-hawak mo. Okay? Uh, ipasa mo yung ibang yan sa, sa iba. So, thank you, Sister Edith. I appreciate that. So, tuloy lang natin bago tayo mag-break. Uh, a few more. Um, let me see. <clears throat> okay. This chapter gives us the framework for the ministry of Jesus on earth. Okay. Uh, he came, yun yung incarnation, yun yung una. He came as a human, the word became flesh. Then he was crucified in the crucifixion. And then the third is the resurrection. Ito yung pattern ni Jesus na maganda rin pattern sa atin. First is incarnation. Nung nagkatawang tao si Jesus, in effect, he is affirming the value of man. Okay? Tao ang nagkasala, nagrebelde tayo sa Diyos. Pero nung nagkatawang tao siya, parang sinasabi niyang, I'm with you. I value you. I am becoming like you. Nagkatawang tao ako. To affirm how much God loves you. And it's very important, my friends, when we think about that in our ministry. Okay? Uh, one time, uh, this is early, early on in our church community, Lighthouse kasi began in an upper class uh, community sa Alabang, ay Alabang. Practically all the members uh, 
in the beginning were very rich people, foreigners and Filipinos at talagang uber rich, okay? So, kumbaga Ayala Labang is home to uh, parang the top 1%, parang ganun. But of course, they got saved. The Lord saved them, began to change their heart. Pero alam naman natin ang change is gradual, di ba? Hindi naman agad-agaran yun. So, some of the individuals in the church na hindi sanay na makahalub, makihalubilo sa sa tao, sa ordinaryong tao. Alam niyo yun? So, kumbaga, they live in a gated community, in a clustered community, in a house where you have security guard, walang pwedeng pumasok, etc. So, hindi sila sanay how to interact. But then the Lord opened a ministry for some of our ladies, ladies' ministry, to go to Marilac and Haven. These are the government alabang that deal with yung mga abused children and abused women. Okay? So, some of those ladies would go there. One particular occasion, and uh, they invited Pastor Chuck Winley to go because, you know, uh, he was going to dedicate some of the babies ng mga nandoon. Ano? And then he noticed two of the ladies were not interacting, parang uh, nanonood lang, parang ganun. So, of course, he told them, you know, when you come here, you have to be willing to engage with people. Even though these people are not the kind of people na normal na nakakahalubilo mo, okay, since nandito ka, kailangan. Para kasi ang dating snub ka, di ba? Parang ang dating, eh, ba't ka pa pumunta dito kung hindi mo rin lang parang kami kakausapin? Parang ganun, di ba? So, so to the credit of those ladies, they began to interact, they began to ganyan, ganyan. But then he, Pastor Chuck also noticed, after a few moments, some of those ladies would go to the side and pour alcohol all, all over their hands. So wala pa pong COVID, ah. wala pang COVID. This is 1990s pa. Okay. And, pero kitang-kita ng ibang tao yung ginagawa nila. So makikita mo yung reaction ng mga tao na nandoon na parabang ang dating sa kanila is, ba't ganun? Dumalaw kayo dito sa amin, pero nandidiri ba kayo? Parang ganun. Yung bang, bakit kapag una ayaw nyo kami kausapin, pangalawa, nung kinausap nyo kami, halabira kayo ng alcohol? Okay, so, so, Pastor Jack had to talk to them again, etc., etc. Now, to their credit, praise God, as the Holy Spirit began that transformation in their hearts, they would do this in years to come and did not do that uh, part anymore. But that is what it means to incarnate. Imagine mo, no? The second person of the Trinity, Jesus, the Son of God, who for eternity, ang kanyang bahay ay langit, malinis, holy, walang kasalanan dun. And then he comes to earth. At sino ang nakapaligid sa kanya? Puro makasalanan. Okay? So, there you see already a pattern in the ministry of Jesus that we should pattern our life after. Amen? Na walang lugar, I think, there was the first one who shared kanina in the beginning yung 10 things that a pastor does. The very first na nag-share kanina, sino nga ulit yun? Yung unang-unang sumagot doon sa tanong na what are the 10 things, yeah? Sambo, yan, yan, si Sam, yan, yan, Sam. Oo. Something you said kanina na you're willing to go. 
saan ka dadalhin ni Lord? Okay, hindi yung, uh, Lord, pupunta lang ako sa magandang lugar, ha? Pupunta ako sa aircon, pupunta ako sa malinis, pupunta ako sa, alam mo yon sa mga taong magaganda ang bihis, okay? Ah, uh, hindi. Eh, paano kung pinadala ka ni Lord sa squatter? Uh, many years ago, our Lighthouse Cares led a, an effort. This is right after Ondoy. Naalala niyo yung Ondoy? Talagang binaha yung Metro Manila, di ba? There's an area in Muntinlupa na nag-overflow yung uh, Laguna Dibay and then yung lahat ng dumi, lahat ng putik, lahat ng basta inalon na ganun. And for almost one month, ganun yung itsura ng barangay nila as in yung imbornal ba. Nakakalat doon, basura, etc. And Lighthouse Cares did an initiative na clean up. So, mag-volunteer daw ang mga tao. Magdadala kami doon ng uh, waste, uh, trash, etc. etc. Okay? Kami mga staff and a lot of volunteers in the church. Alam mo kapatid, one of the best things that we've ever done dahil realize mo ang sarap pala talaga ng buhay mo i-compared sa iba you know na ikaw ay nakatira sa magandang bahay hindi nililipad yung bubong walang basura sa labas samantalang sila araw-araw nilang experience yun so gulat na gulat sila na ito yung mga mukhang taga labas kami hindi kami taga doon you know? kami yung nagwawales kami yung naglilinis kami nagpupunas ng bahay etc etc Grabe yung impact ng effort na yun. So, yun, that's what it means to incarnate. Okay? Yung bang uh, papasok ka sa isang lugar, bahay, buhay ng tao na kakaibang kakaiba sa iyo out of the love of God for them and you bring to them the message of love and salvation to Jesus. So, ganun ang ginawa niya. Pangalawa, crucifixion. So, kung yung incarnation na katawang tao si Jesus, was God's way of affirming the value of man. Crucifixion is God's way of saying na nagkasala yung tao at kailangan hustgahan yung kasalanan. But praise God na imbis na tayong husgahan ni Lord, siya na lang ang humusga sa sarili niya. He was crucified on the cross for our sins. And finally, resurrection naman is God's purpose for the new man, the new creation. So kung titingnan mo yung tatlong yung kapatid, that's also our pattern. We incarnate into people's lives. We tell them that their sin is destroying their life. So kaya namatay siya. But God has a purpose to resurrect people into a new person. So, kung titignan mo yun mga kapatid, lalo na tayong mga pastor, yan po ang mensahe natin. Una, we cannot preach from afar. Of course, I realize in this pandemic and quarantine, yun lang ang pwede natin gawin. Ano? We have to preach from our house at ibobroadcast natin. Pero in a normal, pag nag-normalize na, new normal, etc. Kapatid, mga pastor, mga leaders, hindi tayo pwedeng secluded from the people we are trying to reach. We have to incarnate into their life. So yung mga youth pastor dyan, kailangan pasukin nyo yung mga school. This is the only way. Yung mga young adults dyan, kailangan pasukin ninyo yung mga company na yan. It's the only way. 
Tayo po mga men at women, kailangan mapasok natin yung mga bahay. It's the only way. The only way that we can reach people is to actually go where they are. Hindi pwedeng sila yung pupunta sa atin. Tayo muna yung pupunta sa kanila. We incarnate into their life. And then we tell them, mga kapatid, sin destroys life. So, yung kanilang mga lifestyle na sumisira sa buhay nila, sasabihin natin sa kanila, kaya dumating si Jesus para ipako sa krus lahat ng ating mga kasalanan. Pero, nabuhay siya ulit. Para saan? Para bigyan tayong lahat ng panibagong simula. Okay, so that's the gospel. It's the gospel of a brand new uh, a brand new life. Amen. So, uh, lalakpasan ko na lang itong mga iba dito dahil puro quotation lang ito. So, as disciples of Jesus, we have to incarnate into the lives of people. We must affirm the every person. So, ang una nating sasabihin, kapatid, bago natin sabihin ng crucifixion, okay? bago natin sabihin yung kasalanan, ang una nating mensahe dapat ganito, mahal ka ng Diyos. Kaya nga pumunta si Jesus sa mundo. God so loved the world, He gave His only Son. So ang una, love. Yun muna, kapatid. Kasi kapag ang una mong mensahe is judgment, baka hindi ka makapasok. Okay. Hindi ka mapapasukin sa bahay, sa opisina, sa school. Pag ang una mong mensahe is, lagot kayo! Okay. Papatayin kayong lahat ng Diyos! Grabe. Kung ako yung may-ari ng bahay, kapatid, pala, palalabasin ko yung Doberman namin para habulin ka. Okay. <laughs> That's not the first message. Okay. The first message is incarnation. We go with the love of God. Narito tayo dahil mahal tayo ng Diyos. And then, saka mo papasok yung crucifixion, which is what? Um, which is that uh, Jesus came to die, so we also are coming here to bring you the message of the cross. Because salvation can only happen through the cross of Jesus. Kung hindi namatay si Jesus, Walang kaligtasan sa mundo. But then we have to go to the third part. Mga kapatid, we have to tell them, may plano ang Diyos sa buhay nyo. God wants to transform you so that you will become a better husband, a better wife, a better dad or mom, a better employer or employee, a better person. Um... Si Andy Stanley, I'm trying to now think of yung ganda ng quotation niya. Uh, mamaya ako na, hanapin ko and then isi-share ko sa inyo. Uh, so, kung titingnan natin, yung incarnation, crucifixion, and resurrection, yun yung threefold ministry ni Jesus. He was the prophet, nag-incarnate. He was the priest, he was crucified, and he is the king, he resurrected. So yun yung tatlong, after the break, titingnan natin kung anong, specifically, anong ibig sabihin ng prophetic ministry ni Jesus, priestly ministry ni Jesus, and yung uh, kingly ministry uh, ni Jesus. Alright? So mga kapatid, let's take a break muna, about 10 minutes. Uh, go grab yourself a drink, go to the restroom, and uh, we'll resume in 10 minutes. Okay, welcome back. Uh, hopefully you had a good break. 
So now let's talk about the three offices in Israel so that we can better appreciate how Jesus is a prophet, a priest, and a king. Uh, let's examine first those three uh, different offices. The prophet spoke the word of God to the people of God. And he mediated the righteousness uh, of God to the people by reminding them of God's commandments. So as we go through this, my friends, you will notice, uh, and I'll emphasize it more when we get to the last part, that Jesus is fulfilling every one of these three different roles, prophet, priest, and king. And that as pastors and as spiritual leaders, we're also called to do the exact same thing. Okay, so as prophet, the prophet spoke the word of God and mediated the righteousness of God. The priest offered prayers, prayers and uh, praises and sacrifices to God on behalf of the people. Uh, in those days, people were not allowed to go directly to God. They needed a mediator. So the priest is the only one that can enter the tabernacle or the temple. And he also mediated the mercy of God. Siya yung magpapatawad. Kaya sasabihin niya, your sins have been atoned for. Pinatawad na kayo ng Diyos. And then the king ruled over the people of God as his representative. Ang kaibahan po ng Israelite king from the kings of the other nations is that the kings of the other nations, totoong-totoo, sovereign. In fact, that word is a very common uh, terminology. In, even in countries today that still have kings or queens. For example, the United Kingdom of Great Britain, the queen is the sovereign. You know? <clears throat> Pero in democracies, ano, we the people are the sovereign. Nama? Kasi we elect. Wala naman tayong hari. We vote for our leaders. But in those days, all the other nations had kings and their king was sovereign. Wala nang tataas pa sa hari. Kaya di ba may kasabihan, ang utos ng hari Ano daw? Uh, hindi na babali. Okay? When you disobey the king, you're dead. The difference with the Israelite king is that even though he is sovereign, there's another sovereign over him. Sinion, God. The kings of Israel serve under the sovereign God of the universe. So, uh, representative lang sila. And then, uh, he mediates the justice of God. So yung, he's the one who determines right from wrong, who is innocent, who is guilty, etc. When we get to the New Testament, the Christian church uh, saw in Jesus' role the fulfillment of all of, three, uh, of, all of these three, prophet, priest, uh, and king. So, for example, in 1 Timothy, it says, there's one God and one mediator between God and men. And the ministry of Jesus has received as a superior uh, to the covenant that was uh, given through Moses because he is a mediator that is superior to the old one. Uh, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, Hebrews chapter 9. So these three offices, the prophet, priest, and king, the prophets expose our condition and disclose God's intention. So, Yung prophet ang magsasabi sa atin na, Uy, mali itong ginagawa ninyo. Lumalayo kayo, lumilihis kayo. You're going away from God's intent, God's plan, God's will. And then, after he expose yung kamalian, the priest comes in 
to bridge the gap through sacrifice. Okay? So, uh, the prophet says, nagkulang kayo dito, the priests naman, pupunuan niya yung kulang na yun. And then the king will begin to preside over, kapag na-restore na yung relationship, the king presides over uh, God's rulership in the earth. So, let's examine uh, more these three roles. No? The prophet, the nabi, 300 times in the Old Testament. Thus saith the Lord, Nagpa-fluctuate din minsan yung uh, internet namin dito. So I'm back ulit, no? <laughs> okay, thank you. So... So the prophet Hi, Pastor Alex, hello. So the prophet here he entered uh So when Jesus entered the scene performing miracles, preaching, etc. Uh, Brian? No, the, the screen is covered by that. Sorry, I'm going to help my son Eki. When I'm going covers. So, do you have share? No. Are you sharing? Yeah. Wala don't have Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Like most of you pastors, uh, deficient tayo pagdating sa technology. <laughs> and we need the help of others. Thank God for my son. So, when Jesus entered the scene, he performing miracles, etc. So, the people said, Ah, ikaw pala yung prophet. namin. So, surely this is the prophet. Ito na talaga. Uh, that fulfills the uh, the prediction of Moses. And then after the cross and the resurrection, the apostles began to connect, make connections in the Old Testament to the life of Jesus. So, see, Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul, they will always reference something was said in the Old Testament that is now being fulfilled by Jesus. So, for example, in Acts chapter 3, the day of Pentecost, Peter is preaching. Sabi niya, the Lord, ito yung sabi ni Moses, oh, the Lord will raise you up a prophet from among you. Ito yun, si Jesus yun. Uh, si Stephen, sabi niya rin, this is what Moses said. God will send you a prophet among your people. So ito yun, fulfillment na si Jesus nung prophecy na yun. Um, what was the role of the prophet? Uh, it used to be, I, ang, what I've heard from before is dalawa. Forte, from, uh, foretelling and forth. Uh, uh, future at saka yung uh, present foretelling. Pero dinagdagan ko ng isa. So, invento ko po ito. Kung gusto niyong tanggapin. <laughs> from telling. He's telling us from where we came from. Okay? Kung ano yung pinanggagalingan natin. And that's the role of the prophet. He reminds us of the word of God spoken of before. So, 
it's amazing how when you examine the prophets, for example, Isaiah, Jeremiah, etc., they always reference something that was already written through Moses. Pinapaalala lang yung mga tao, hoy, ito yung sabi ng Diyos, oh, Ten Commandments, etc., etc. If you fail to follow up, follow that and live up to that, God will judge you. So from telling yung past. And then, meron ding foretelling yung future. So, mabaw si Jeremiah, sabihin niya, you know, if you do not repent, this is gonna happen. God will raise up a nation and they will attack us, etc. Pero meron ding foretelling, telling forth yung ngayon. The prophet is the spokesman that God sends to the people, what are you supposed to do now? Anong dapat mong gawin? Uh, and kung titignan natin, let me just uh, try to uh, give an illustration sa doctor when you go to the doctor. Sasabi, sasabi, let's say, masakit yung doc, yung chankoso, in ultrasound, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. So, sasabi ng doktor, ganito, uh, meron kang gallstone. Okay. Gallstones. By the way, that was, that was me. 2005, 15 years ago. Gallstones. Wow. So, doc, papano ba ako nagka-gallstone? <laughs> Saan pagaling yan? So, ito yung past from telling. Ah, malamang, sa diet mo, ganito, 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 kinakain mo, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Kaya, nagkaganyan ka. Okay. So, he's bringing you the past. Okay. Ganito kasi yung ginawa mo noon, hindi mo inilagaan yung diet mo. So, ngayon, eto ka. Okay. So, eto yung future. Pag hindi mo binago, <laughs> if you don't change your diet, and if you don't, uh, uh, if you don't follow my directives now, okay, Ito ang malabang mangyari sa'yo. Future. Okay. Hihimatayin ka na lang bigla sa sakit. Okay. So, ito naman yung present. Anong gagawin ko ngayon, Doc? Okay. Ito na. Iwasan ang 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Gawin ang 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Isn't that what the prophet also is doing? No? Yung doctor din. No? The prophet is telling you, uh, bakit ba nagkaganito ang Bansa natin, Jeremiah. Kasi, ito yung sabi ng Diyos kay Moses noon, di nyo ginawa. So ngayon, nandito tayo. Pag nagpatuloy kayo sa ganyan, eto mangyayari in the future. So anong gagawin namin ngayon, Jeremiah? O, itong gawin nyo. Repent. Yun yung present. And if you think about it, my friends, this is also us now as pastor. When people come to us, for example, and say, Pastor, yung asawa ganito, ganito, ganyan, nag-aaway, gulo-gulo ng pamilya namin. So you have to try to examine the past. Paano tayo napunta dito? So you try to examine behavior, etc., etc. So once you determine, ah, kaya pala ganyan ang kayong relationship ninyo mag-asawa, kasi ganito, ganyan, ganyan, ganito yung ginawa nyo noon. Okay. Pag hindi nyo binago yan, malamang sa hindi, one year from now, two years, three years from now, wala na. Sira na yung pamilya nyo. So, Pastor, ano nga ang gawin namin ngayon? O, ganito ang gagawin nyo ngayon. Repent. Pagsisihan nyo yung mali nyo ginawa. Baguhin na ninyo. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Ganyan, ganyan. And then make the necessary changes to avoid yung future judgment. So, makita natin yung role ng prophet uh, in the Old Testament is still very much something that we can carry on. Uh, in our present ministry. Uh, so, yung from telling, si Jeremiah, ayan, no? 
I They they always rehearse the past, uh, good action, yung mga actions ni Lord uh, sa buhay nila, sa nation nila. Ito yung foretelling, yung future, yung judgment, sasabihin ni Isaiah. Okay, because Syrians are coming from the north, sisirain yung buon yung bansa. And then, ito naman yung, kayo may blessing. Ito naman yung foretelling. So, yung mga sacrifices ninyong yan, hindi yan importante sa akin. What do you need? Come with clean hands. Hindi yung para kayong nagpe-pretend-pretend lang na religious. Clean your heart. That's what really I am looking for. So, when we examine Jesus, He fulfilled the prophet's role. From telling, He reminds the people of the of rebellion. Sabi niya, you have been killing the prophets from the time of Abel all to the time of Zechariah. So, yan yung kasalanan ninyo. Inipo na ninyo yung kasalanan ninyo. Foretelling as a seer, as someone who can see the future. Jesus told them of the future kingdom of God. Where there is, God will separate the sheep from the goats. You know, the sheep will enter life, the goats will enter uh, judgment. And then foretelling, right now, here's what you're supposed to do. I'm inviting you to walk with me. Come, follow me. Itong gawin niyo, you know. Repent of your sins. Uh, believe, and then uh, your life will find the favor uh, of God. So, tingnan natin yung from telling. Yeah. I'm really sorry, my friends. Paulit-ulit tayo, ha? Sorry. Okay, ito na. Hopefully, tuloy-tuloy na to. <clears throat> so, um, Jesus was not only the priest, he is also the sacrifice. He's not only the one bringing the sacrifice, he himself is the sacrifice. So very different from uh, the Old Testament. He came by his own blood, the blood of Jesus. Uh, he was the perfect sacrifice, a lamb without blemish or defect. And so Jesus' priesthood later other priests because those priests, the other priests would take over. But Jesus, eternal priest, because he is the great high priest who died, but also uh, resurrected. And then you have um, the king. King in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word is Melech, which is a ruler, a sovereign. So uh, King Saul was the first king. And so you have the United Kingdom, a little bit of history. The United Kingdom of Israel. King Saul, King David, King Solomon. And then after Solomon, Hati yung tribes. Ten sa north, two sa south. And then after that, they fell to the Assyrians in 721, the north, and in the south in 586. So even though Israel had kings, God was emphatic that he is still the true sovereign. He is higher than the king. All the kings owe their reign to him. And so, when you read the Old Testament, mga kapatid, di ba na, uh, this king reigned for 20 years. He was an evil king and then God removed him and replaced him 
but he was a new ki- uh, good king, etc., etc. So God is the one who gives the judgment of good or bad king. So God is the king. Isaiah chapter 44, Israel's king is the redeemer, the Lord, etc. <clears throat> but there was a prophecy that one day another king will come who will reign on David's throne. Well, we find out in the Gospel of Luke that uh, it is Jesus. He fulfills that prophecy of the son of David. And so when he was born, the Magi, the wise men said, where's the one born king of the Jews who will shepherd my people Israel? So siya yung hari na pinanganak. Kaya kinangatan natin, di ba? We three kings dumalaw dun sa sa king that was born in Bethlehem. You are the king of Israel, sabi nila. Blessed is the king of Israel. So, everyone uh, in the life of Jesus recognized he was a prophet, he was a priest, and he was a king. But a different kind of king. Because his kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. So, Jesus did not set up an earthly kingdom in the, in the way we think of a kingdom. Hindi siya yung hari na may trono, tapos when he entered Jerusalem, he was riding a donkey, not a white horse. Uh, so my kingdom is not of this world. I am a king, but it's a spiritual kingdom. But one day, when Jesus returns in Revelation chapter 19, he will be riding on a white horse and he will become as a king of kings and lord of lords. So if Israel already had prophets, priests, and kings, why did Jesus have to come? And uh, as, a, as a prophet, priest, and king. Because lahat po ng prophet, priest, and king in one way or another failed their calling. Epic fail. Sabi ni Jeremiah, a horrible, shocking thing has happened. The prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by authority and my people. The prophets are prophesying lies. The princess, there is conspiracy of her princess within her. So yung mga nagahari na mumuno sa bansa, imbis na ilid nila yung nation in righteousness, they were leading the nation in violence and wickedness. So epic fail talaga mga kapatid. Bagaman may prophets, priests, and kings noon, epic fail silang lahat. So ang sabi ng Diyos, ako na lang. <laughs> Since all of you failed, I'm going to replace you. Kaya mga pastor, mag-ingat tayo ha. Uh, Pwede-pwede tayong palatan ni Lord. <laughs> None of us is indispensable. None of us has a, has a permanent eternal hold on our position. Uh, on the fourth week, on, the fourth, on my fourth session, so that's... Uh, I think that's the last Saturday of June, if I'm not mistaken. I will present to you some examples of modern-day Christian leaders that have fallen and had to be replaced just because. So, mag-ingat tayo mga kapatid, huwag natin isipin, yay, tinawag ako ni Lord, so forever na to, maski na anong gawin ko, hindi ako papalitan. Pwede kang palitan, kaibigan. No one is irreplaceable. Si Lord lang i-replace mo. <laughs> so, uh, God Himself, sabi niya, 
I will lead my people. Sabi niya sa Zechariah, uh, I'll be the one, I'll save them. Ako na yung shepherd, kasi yung mga shepherds, hindi ginagawa yung trabaho nila. Ako na lang. My anger burns against the shepherds, sabi niya. Uh, sa Ezekiel chapter 34, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David. Eh, teka, matagal nang patay si David. At the time of Ezekiel, matagal nang patay si David. Sino David kaya yun? That God will raise up one shepherd, sabi niya, and he will shepherd my people. Sino kaya yun? Wala nang iba kundi si Jesus. Okay? He came and he functioned in all uh, the three offices of prophet, priest, uh, and king. But not only does he fulfill them, he over, he supersedes. Ibig sabihin, he's the greatest of all. Okay, so let me give you some examples here. So Christ as prophet, ikinako yung handout, points us to God's ideal, shows us how far we are from that ideal, and then helps us aspire for that ideal through his words of life. So, si Cristo propeta, he shows us this is God's will. This is how far we are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But this is how you can attain it. Through uh, faith in me. Uh, makikita natin yan, ang sabi ni Jesus, my words are spirit and they are life. The word of God is living and active. So, makikita natin how Jesus called the prophetic ministry. As priest, God's, uh, Christ brings us to the mercy of God. Not only with the blood of a bull and a goat, but with his own blood. He brings us to the mercy of God para kaawaan tayo ng Diyos. And so, the blood of Jesus covers us. And that's why we are able to enter the presence of God boldly. We find that in Hebrews. So Jesus lives forever. He has a permanent priesthood and he intercedes for all of us. And in Hebrews 12, his blood is a greater, can speak a greater word than the sprinkled blood. Uh, of Abel. Christ as King assures us of His sovereignty over all things. Lahat ng bagay sa langit at lupa is under the sovereign rulership of Jesus Christ as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So we find that it says here in Romans, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness, peace and joy. And the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk but of power. And in Hebrews it says, once more I'll shake the heavens and the earth so that only that which is unshakable shall remain. Praise God. So, knowing all of this, how should we respond? We respond to Christ as prophet with humility and obedience. Dahil siya ang nagdadala sa atin ng salita ng Diyos kung paano tayo dapat mamuhay dapat magpakumbaba tayo mga kapatid. So lahat tayo, maybe we have our own ideas about how life should be lived. We have our own ambitions, aspirations. Pero in the end, kailangan tanungin natin, Lord, what is your will for my life? What is your word for me uh, in this season of my life? So yun ang sabi ni Simon Peter. Sabi niya, Lord, ah, makasalanan ako. Lumayo ka sa akin, pero imbis na lumayo, sinasabihin pa tayo ni Lord, lumapit ka. We need to come with humility and obedience. We need to respond to Jesus as priest with gratitude and service. 
Salamat tayo sa Lord na hindi na tayo kailangang magbayad ng kasalanan natin. I don't have to pay for my sins. You don't have to pay for your sins. Jesus paid for it. And so we have to every day say, Lord, thank you. My sins are forgiven, washed away, clean. I am righteous in your eyes. And therefore, we say to the Lord, Lord, what can I do in return? How can I serve you? How can my life be of service uh, to you? So we find examples of that in Luke, yung Samaritan, na nagpasalamat sa Panginoon for what he did. And sa Ephesians, no, do the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly. Uh, and then finally, how do we respond uh, to Jesus as King? We respond in reverence and worship. Pag tayo lumalapit sa Panginoon, we respond to Him giving him the glory that he deserves. Just like the wise men presented gifts, just like the people in Jerusalem waved palm branches in worship, so yun ang paglapit natin sa Panginoon. Praise God! Alright, mga kapatid, um, we have plenty of time still left. Maganda tayong makapag uh, Q&A before you go into your groups. Maybe there's uh, things that you wish to uh, ask so that hopefully we can uh, respond to it. In, in our next session, just in advance, I will outline the different roles of the pastors under the three headings of prophet, priest, and king. Uh, para makita natin how our present day pastoral ministry follows in the ministry of Jesus as our Chief Shepherd as our Chief Pastor. But anyway, if you have any questions, now would be a good time to, to ask. Anyone just unmute yourself, wave your hand, and identify yourself, and then anything we discuss today that you wish to... Uh, uh, before we do that, just give me two minutes. Two-minute break. So, anyone has a question that you wish to, before we go on our group uh, discussions, maybe about 10-15 uh, minutes we have time. Kaway-kaway lang kung may gusto kayong itanong. Clarify anything that we discussed in the beginning of those different roles. Meron po ba? Kasi kung wala, we can proceed na to the groups. And then we can come back uh, as a group again later, as a plenary later. Would that work, Pastor Leo? Kung mag-groups tayo ngayon? Uh, by the way, to all of you, you have my email address on your syllabus. If there's anything uh, along the way that you wish to ask me about in terms of ministry. Uh, I, I had originally had an idea of parang ministry consultation, about 30 minutes or something, before or during this class. Pero ang hirap, na-realize ko mahirap uh, online, uh, ganitong karami, baka <laughs> mas maganda siguro kung personal. So if you wish to, uh, you can send me a per personal email. If there's a question you have about 
a particular part of your ministry and you just want to consult in terms of you need my input, uh, how you to go about certain things. So feel free to send me an email. Good. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm sorry kanina, nag-on-off-on-off din yung signal ko pati sa group namin. Pero may maganda kasing tanong yung sa group namin kanina na maganda sigurong mapag-usapan. Uh, si Brother Alex Ilaga ng CityGate. Sabi niya, uh, yun daw six metaphors, is it necessary daw for the pastors to learn all of it? Or do we stay in the in the in the lane na kung saan yung gifting natin parang ganoon so sabi ko sa kanya uh, the wise pastor will try to function in to know how to function in all kasi uh, iba-ibang situations ng church iba-ibang seasons ng church no um, and the wise pastor knows what's the appropriate uh, role in in every uh, situation sinabi ko rin sa kanya na uh, when i look at my own life for example ang aking default role is a teacher uh, it comes so naturally for me na walang masyadong kumaga may effort to study yung yung effort ko is more on the study part but yung actual teaching part uh, it comes out very naturally for me mas struggle ko actually yung yung role doon na physician of souls yung that part kasi to be a physician of souls sabi ko nga kanina yung medical doctor 10 minutes siguro no after that uh, tapos ka na naresetahan ka na tapos ka na pero di ba yung physician of souls when we have to sit down and counsel with someone and listen to their pain mahina isang oras doon di ba mabilis umandar yung isang oras magugulat ka dalawang oras na pala kayo nakaupo doon. And not only that, na natanggap mo lahat nung bigat, you know, nung kausap mo. Uh, and you have to delve deeper dahil the the good pastor and the good counselor, hindi siya satisfied doon sa surface lang eh. Yung bang parang sinabing, pastor may sugat tapos dito o oh, may sugat. O oh, lagyan natin ang band-aid. Uh, spiritually, hindi mo pwedeng gawin yun, di ba? Pag yung sinabi nung uh, isang tao, for example, let's say a teenager to any of our youth pastors here, uh, sabi nga na, nung lumapit sa yung teenager, sabi nga nun, Past, uh, Pastor Carlo, Pastor Josh, uh, tulungan mo naman ako kasi sa house namin, ganito, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. You cannot possibly be satisfied with their initial you know, yung una nilang sasabihin kasi malamang hindi pa yun yung buong kwento. <laughs> hindi pa yung buong kwento. Uh, Pastor Carlo, pinalayas po ako ng mami ko eh. Grabe naman yung mami na yan. Anong klaseng mami yan, you know? Yung mga mami na ganyan, uh, <laughs> hindi, hindi pwede, di ba? Kailangan. Bakit ka pinalayas? Anong nangyari? And then malalaman mo na lang mamaya yung allowance niya for one week, eh, ginastos niya sa ano, ganun. So, it has to go deeper. And so, like I was saying to to the one who asked kanina. Uh, my default system is to to teach, to give you a Bible verse. Alam mo yun? Uh, ganito yung sabi ni Apostle Paul. Eh. Ganito yung sabi ni ano, ganon. Uh, so therefore, in the early days of my ministry, I had to exert effort to learn 
on those parts that I was not used to. Yung hindi ko uh, gamay, parang ganun. Di ba mga pastor, no? Uh, Paggamay mo ng isang bagay, para ang dali, di ba? Parang umaandar ka na, no? Kaya-effort-effort, you know? Pero di ba, it's also true na yung areas na nag-effort ka, mas, mas fulfilling. Di ba, parang after mong gawin yung yung talagang pinaghirapan mo dahil hindi ka sanay, pero after mong nagawa, parang, wow! Hallelujah! You know? <laughs> na, you know, parang, saan kaya galing yun? Where did I get that? Ano? Must be the Holy Spirit, you know? So, so tuloy, for me, while I thoroughly enjoy teaching, for example, uh, it is those moments of ministry na hindi ko gamay, na in the end, I feel more fulfilled. I don't know if that makes sense to to all of you. Parang kasi parang dun mo marirealize na si Lord talaga yun dahil hindi ko alam gawin yun eh. You know? I don't know how to, you know, the first time I had to counsel a couple na I was still single, for example. Ano naman ang masasabi mo if you're single, di ba? When you're single, mga pastors, there's nothing to say about uh, marriage. <laughs> Anong sasabihin mo? Di ba? But, if you're the one there, at hindi mo pwedeng sabihin, sorry ah, wala rito si Pastor Leo, uh, next week mo na lang, kausapin siya. Ikaw yung nandun eh. Ikaw yung nandun. And parang ano to, parang ER. Emergency situation ito. Sila, ikaw yung nandun sa ER na doktor. Hindi ikaw yung specialista. Pero ikaw yung nasa ER. Kailangan may may apply kang first aid in that marriage, in that teenager, in that whatever. So that they can survive another week another month until may makausap sila na maybe more competent than you. Pero that is why you need to improve in the different roles, not the different parts. Kasi, mga pastor, di ba, be prepared in season and out of season. Ano? <laughs> darating at darating sa inyan. Si Pastor Chuck Willie, mahilig mag-ganyan mag, mag eh. Ilalagay ka talaga ng, alam mo yun, I get that phone call Saturday night. Pastor Albert, tomorrow you're preaching. Sabi ko, why am I, I'm not preaching tomorrow. Sabi niya, no, I just realized I have a uh, schedule conflict. I said yes to preach in another church. Imagine mo yung Saturday night na, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock na ng gabi, magpipreach ka daw tomorrow. You know, so, so nasanay ako sa, sa be prepared in season and out of season. Uh, so, yan, maso, no? Uh, find your area of giftedness kung saan yung talagang sweet spot na tinatawag. Kumbaga sa ano eh, pag nandun ka, you function talagang almost naturally it flows. You know? But, try to also learn the other sides of ministry because malamang sa hindi, ilalagay ka ni Lord in very uncomfortable situation and nandun actually yung growth mo. Eh. Because matututo ka ng bagay na hindi ka sanay. Amen. Yun. Pastor Leo. Uh, good morning po. RG po from Lighthouse Kalamba. May question yes. po ako. Ah, yes. Yeah. yes. So, nabanggit po natin kina dun na sa may senior ni Pastor Chuck Quindy that as a pastor and you're going to lead a uh, gathering, for example, you have to dress 10% uh, 
uh, better than the congregation. Uh-huh. So, medyo related lang po din sa may, sa may topic, ano. And as part of a new generation po, ano pong stand mo, Pastor Albert? And ano po kaya yung stand ng Lighthouse? Doon sa may, kasi may napapanood po akong mga preachings from Western culture that there are some pastors na nagpipreach, they are wearing cup, they are wearing jogging pants, jackets. Ano po kayang stand ng ating church doon sa may ganang klaseng dress code? Thank you po. Thank you, thank you. Uh, every church is different, no? So, we cannot make a determination kung ano yung kultura ng church. Uh, for example, si Rick Warren, you will probably not find him wearing a suit and tie. Even though when he was a pastor, 80s, 90s, 2000s, mahilig yan mag-Hawaiian suit. Although wala naman siya sa Hawaii, pero nakapolo lang siya. Sabi niya, because in Southern California, it's there's, there's really no winter in Southern California, sabi niya. So, ang advantage ng ganun, na-set up niya yung culture ng church from the beginning to be parang casual. Casual lang sila. There are other churches, makikita ninyo, talagang kung todo suit and tie, di ba? Pag hindi, sa Word for the World in Makati, Pastor Carlo Rosaka, should know this also, dahil yung family niya. You know, but when I preach there, uh, I really have to kung todong bihes dahil nakakahiya lahat ng pastor on the stage. Imagine mo kung lahat sila doon nakasuit and tie, ikaw, ano ka? <laughs> Parang ganun. Uh, so, even though I very, honestly, I'm very uncomfortable. Yung, yung jacket, okay pa. Yung suit, pero yung tie, sa totoo lang, uh, it, it ano, strangles me. Nasasakal ako dito. Pero, I have no choice. Uh, kung yun yung setting, kailangan masakyan mo. So if they accept their pastor that way, hey, that's not a problem because that's the culture they set up. Ang problema is if may nauna sa yung pastor at nakaset up ng culture na mas formal, tapos this Sunday inassign ka to preach at nakajogging pants ka. Baka yung mga tao doon mag-isip, anong, what, what, yun yung nagpipreach sa atin. So be aware of yung condition, ano? be aware of the surrounding, be aware of the culture. And if you ever get invited from another church, just ask questions. Just ask, Pastor, ano po ba yung program? Uh, ano ba yung sequence? Meron ba kayo mga protocol? Ano ba ganyan-ganyan? Para at least you're prepared. No? Um, alam niyo, in some churches in the provinces, pag hindi ka nakabarong, hindi ka anointed. Walang Holy Spirit sa'yo. So, uh, baon, magbaong ka ng barong kapatid <laughs> dahil baka sabihin ng mga tao walang Holy Spirit sa'yo <laughs> so again your anointing is not in your attire pero baka maging cause of distraction eh, di ba? kasi the whole time imbis na nakikinig sila sa'yo iniisip nila bakit pa yung pastor na yun pulit-pulit yung pantalon you know, etc so, but if it's a youth service or if it's primarily mostly new gen congregation yeah you know, so I haven't tried it na magpunit-punit na pants. So, si Pastor Marco Sakay lang can get away with it, but not me. Uh, hindi ko kaya, hindi kaya ng powers ko. <laughs> it, it <laughs> si Pastor Leo, baka gusto itry. <laughs> it, it would really help if we get to know the audience. Talaga. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, check the demographics, the profile of uh, the hearers. Correct. Para mas mag-i-adjust mo talaga ng tama rin. Appropriate yun. Yeah. yun. 
And like I said, no, dahil uh, our national office and even sa Lighthouse Ulabang is really trying to push for you. Marketplace ministry, for example. Oh, mga kapatid, that's the one place you better come dressed. Okay? That's right. You are entering an office where there are CEOs, branch managers. All of those guys are dressed. Tapos darating ka naka-t-shirt. You know? Why, if, if I was there, why should I listen to you? Parang you did not even bother to to come dressed appropriately for the office, di ba? So, kumaga, ano rin yun eh, respeto rin yun eh, to the, to the office that you're going to, you know, to try to be uh, more dressed than usual. Yeah. Uh, Pastor, uh, share lang po no, one of my experience nung ako po yung nagsisimula sa Kalamba. Yeah, yeah. Ang um, time, uh, in-approach po ako nung isang member na family sila. Sabi nila, hi, nasan po yung pastor? Eh, that, that time, galing ako sa perspective ng youth pastor. So, I was wearing the outfit of the usual youth pastor. So, ako na nga yung kausap, pinahanap yung pastor. So, sabi ko, meron ako nakitang isang member. Though I am aware of yung rule ni pastor, 10% presentable. So, meron isang elder doon, talagang naka, nakapormahan. Ay, yung po yung pastor. So, tignan pagpunta doon, bumalik sa akin, kayo daw po yung pastor. Ay, ako nga talaga, alala ko. Oo, correct. Now, again, uh, uh, balance lang din. Ano? Huwag naman tayo doon sa extreme na parang you know, you also find yung comfort comfort level mo in terms of your attire. Kasi may mga iba naman talaga, kung, kung parang ka nangangati doon na ewan, you know, parang hindi rin maganda, di ba? Uh, parang hindi ka, that's not your style, parang ganon. But just be aware, kumbaga just be aware na if there are people that are, uh, yung age bracket nila is a little bit older, uh, if there are unbelievers in the house, na in their mind, sanay sila yung priest, di ba? Yung priest talagang, yung damit niya talagang alam mo agad. Walang question, nasan yung pare? Ayun, oh, tingnan nyo yung damit. Yun yung pare eh. You know? uh, so, that kind of uh, environment, para at least mas presentable tayo sa kanila. But again, if you are doing a sidewalk feeding ministry or a youth service, by all means, just you know come as you are. Ika na. <laughs> yeah. Good, thank you. Magandang question Anyone else you want to ask something? Sandali lang po, mabagal ang pasok ng uh, ng pictures nyo, ng video nyo. Okay. Page 2. <laughs> Smile. Okay na, done na. Okay. Yes, sir. Sige po, tayo pong lahat ay umuko at tayo ay mananalangin. Panginoong Diyos, marami pong salamat aming Ama sa inyo pong kabutihan sa amin ngayong umaga sa pamamagitan po ng inyong anak na ginamit, Pastor Albert Panginoon, ay muli in-enlighten niyo po kami, binigyan niyo kami ng mga kaalaman at karunungan na kailangan po namin sa amin pong ministeryo upang kami lalong maging uh, effective at efficient, Panginoon. Upang lalong maging malago ang amin pong uh, mga kanya-kanyang ministeryo. Salamat o Diyos sa lahat po ng aming natutunan. Salamat po sa pagsama ng Banal na Espiritu na siyang nagbibigay ng gabay at karunungan sa amin. Salamat po sa aming mga kapatid na handang makinig at lalong matuto, Panginoon. 
upang nang sa ganon uh, kami po ay patuloy na lumago sa amin pong pangunawa at karunungan ng inyo pong mga salita. Salamat po sa buhay ni Pastor Albert na patuloy niyo pong ginagamit Panginoon upang ang amin pong uh, mga kasama na nagsisimula pa ng misteryo ay uh, ma-equip sa kanila pong uh, karunungan at pangangailangan bilang mga manggagawa at future pastors, Panginoon. Pagpalain niyo po siya, Panginoon, patuloy niyo siyang bigyan ng karunungan, ng kalakasan at gabay, Panginoon. At gayon din ang bawat isa sa amin, O Diyos. Salamat po sa uh, programang ito. Salamat po sa lahat ng uh, pagpapalang aming natanggap at ibinuhos niyo sa amin ngayong umaga, Panginoon. Gabayan niyo kaming patuloy hanggang sa muli kami magkita-kita mamaya, Panginoon, sa pangalawang uh, uh, session ng uh, pagtuturo po ni Pastor Sam Sande. Gabayan niyo po kami, Panginoon, sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you mga kapatid.